0: Our gospel lesson tonight comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17 and 31b through 35, a portion of the several chapters that the author of this gospel devotes to describing Jesus' last evening with his disciples. Now, before the festival of the Passover— you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am only with you a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Several years ago, I spoke at a Wednesday Lenten service in an Episcopal church. I talked about Psalm 51, a psalm often read during Ash Wednesday services because of its focus on our sin and God's forgiveness. When I finished, one of the ministers there raised his hand. That was interesting, he said, But do you Presbyterians always talk this much about sin? Well, by the time we get to this night, this Thursday of Holy Week, I imagine most of us would like to talk about anything but sin. After all, we know that no matter what we do today, tomorrow, the so-called Good Friday, is going to come Our sin, and by sin I mean humanity's collective brokenness, is rushing like an avalanche down a steep slope, and it will not stop until it piles up into an enormous mountain, on the top of which is the cross. Maybe this is why on Monday, Thursday, we get off the subject of sin and talk instead About love. We hear the Gospel of John, where the most significant part of Jesus' final meal with his friends is when he stoops down to wash the dust off their feet. Afterwards, he gives them a new commandment to love one another as he has loved them, with a spirit of humility and self sacrifice, as Jesus did by washing even the feet of Judas the one who would betray him, the sinner who, if we're keeping track, and let's be honest, we're always keeping track, is the worst sinner of all. In this passage from John, Jesus seems to indicate that Judas is somehow worse than all the other disciples. But if we look more broadly at the gospel narratives of Jesus last night, we discover that Judas was by no means the only betrayer. The three disciples who keep watch with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane repeatedly fall asleep, even when Jesus begs them to stay awake and keep him company in his distress. An unnamed disciple resorts to violence, When the crowd comes to arrest Jesus, cutting off the ear of the slave of the high priest. When Jesus is arrested, the disciples all scatter. And although Peter tries to follow Jesus all the way to his trial, he then denies three times that he knows Jesus at all, just like Jesus said he would. We might think of Judas as the worst sinner, But the scriptures make clear he was not the only one. You will all become deserters because of me this night, Jesus tells his disciples during their last meal together. It turns out Jesus did not find 12 exceptional people to set the gold standard of discipleship. The disciples We're just like us. We who seek to follow Jesus as best we can, but often fail spectacularly. Like the first disciples, we are all Jesus' betrayers because we are all broken. Each one of us hurts the people we love. Each one of us turns away from people who need our help. Each one of us shields our eyes from the suffering of strangers, even though we know they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Each of us betrays Jesus every day. Marianne was born with multiple birth defects, deaf in one ear, cleft palate, crooked nose, lopsided feet, As a child, she suffered not only from these physical challenges, but from the emotional damage inflicted by other children. Mary Ann, her classmates would taunt, what happened to your lip? I cut it on a piece of glass, she would lie. But the worst day of school every year was the day of the hearing test. The teacher would call each child to her desk, and the child would first cover one ear and then the other The teacher would whisper something like, The sky is blue, or, You have new shoes. This was known as the whisper test. If the teacher's phrase was heard and repeated correctly, the child passed the test. To avoid the humiliation of failing the test, Mary Ann would always cheat, secretly cupping instead of covering her one good ear, so that she could hear what the teacher said. One year, Mary Ann's teacher was Miss Leonard, the most beloved teacher in the school. Every student wanted to be noticed by her, wanted to be special to her. On the day of the dreaded hearing test, Mary Ann was called up to Miss Leonard's desk. She cupped her hand over her good ear and waited for the whispered words. Mary Ann later wrote in her memoir God must have put those words into her mouth those seven words which changed my life. Miss Leonard did not say, the sky is blue or you have new shoes. What she whispered into the one good ear of that broken, ashamed little girl was, I wish you were my child. It's hard to accept But awareness of our brokenness is the very thing that brings us into a deeper, more genuine relationship with God. Because without the awareness that we are just as broken as everyone else, we think that God loves us because of what we do. We think God's love is something we can, something we have to earn. But that is a lie. With their betrayals, the disciples learned and taught us it is not possible to earn God's love. That isn't how it works in God's house. In God's house, the bread and the wine are passed around to everyone. Everyone. The know-it-all, the perfectionist, the performer, the deserter, the betrayer, the non believer, the murderer. In God's house, Jesus kneels down and washes everyone's feet, no matter what they've done or will do. And then he stands up and commands us to love one another in just that way. Yes, we are all deserters, and yes, we will all fail to live out this command to love, but that is not the end of our story. Our betrayal, our brokenness, our sin is not the last word. We don't get the last word. God does. And the last word is love. Love which does not cover our sin, but gathers it together and piles it up higher and higher and places the cross right on top of it, turning Jesus' terrible death into the very thing which God whispers to each one of us, no matter how broken we are, you are my precious child. You belong to me. Amen.